Welcome to the Live Right Now podcast with author, speaker, and chef Wendell Fowler and me, the official ringer of the Fiber Bell, producer Alan. This is where food and faith come together in a recipe for mindful living as we talk about how we can live right now. Hello, beautiful souls. It's Chef Wendell and Alan. Uh, It is another episode of the Live Right Now podcast. Welcome, everybody. Glad you're here. So... Today, what are we talking about? Ah, wow. We're just going to go down the road. of It's just been on my mind a lot lately, and, 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 and it needs to be on our, our listeners' minds, too, is that we have a chemistry going on inside of us, and, and, and we're like a, a swimming pool. Sometimes we get too acidic, and sometimes we get too alkaline, so everything heads up. So we're going to talk about inflammation, all the ancillary diseases that it radiates out from that. We're going to talk about our body's pH. Uh, and then we're going to talk about what foods uh, cause these problems. Because, you know, arthritis is big. Cancer is big. These are things that are basically caused by uh, the main ones, I would say, by inflammation. It just goes on and on. The list is pretty pretty deep. Yeah, so if you're not careful, your swimming pool becomes a, a cesspool. <laughs> so, yeah, so, ergo the value of checking the chlorine once in a while. But we kind of forget that our body is, a chem- is basically a lot of chemicals and reactions are occurring. And, and when the proper elements are not in place, then our, our holy temple slice earth suit reacts in ways that uh, that may not be as, as good as uh, we would like. But we are under a lot of influences, Alan. We're, we're being slam-based every day with foods that basically cause our body to become acidic. Sure. So you know, why don't you set us up here? Well, acid, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it had a different connotation in the 60s, I must say, being on acid. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't miss that. I was born in the summer. I was around during the summer. Old um, hippies never die. No, no. They just get out of the streets. They know it's dangerous out there. <laughs> just experiencing your second 60s. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I was thinking, I was making some notes to myself earlier and thinking about, you know, cancer wasn't really a big deal before the Industrial Revolution. It's kind of like evolved into... The big disease and the World Health Organization now is, is uh, and we're starting with cancer here, it's like there's going to be 15 million new cancer cases by the year 2020. And this is the World Health Organization. So to kind of set the stage here, what, what we're talking about, cancer rates worldwide are expected to soar by 50% over the next 20 years. And this, this is the World Cancer Report published by the World Health Organization. Uh, unless action is taken to tackle unhealthy lifestyles and reduce smoking. Alan, I see unhealthy lifestyles and reduce smoking as one of the main all go-to quotes from Western medicine on cancer today. Nothing is mentioned of starving the body, of uh, making it malnourished from eating from the American food supply, which does not even provide the even basic vitamins that we need just to live, breathe, eat, think, and, and act, let alone thrive. So a lot of that is just depriving our body what it needs to get rid of this. But they're talking about these rates that are just phenomenal. I mean, rates are expected new cancer rates between up to, to 2020 are in the United States specifically are, are going to go up about 24% in men uh, to about more than 1 million cases per year and women about 21,000. Are 21 percent, and which is about a thousand new uh, nine, excuse me, nine hundred thousand cases per year. Like what? That's the this wrong is the preventable disease, okay, folks? We're talking about a man-made disease. This stuff, it comes from our environment. It comes from the air we breathe. Environment, I mean, just just the day-to-day touching of this and that and the other chemical exposures, your carpet, and uh, then we have the air we breathe, we have the water. So we got a lot of things going against us in in, in our world today. But you know what? 
the more aware we become, the more powerful we become. It's not a helpless situation, but we need to understand that we're a little bit deceived in this country a little bit right now. I think there's some information that the public deserves to know. And that's what Eat Right Now with Chef Wendell Fowler is all about, you know, my lecturing program and all my cookbooks. It's empowerment. It's giving you knowledge that when you go in the grocery store, you're going to go, wait a minute. I know that this is wrong. I'm not going to support that and give my energy to it, let alone my money. And that way, you basically trickles out from there. So, you know, we're being deceived a little bit. We're denied information. There's cures for this, that, and the other. Uh, instead, we're just managing disease. And I think that the food that our holy temple gets, that God created, can defend us from every single thing that's attacking us right now. And that's why inflammation, we're eating so aberrantly. And I know I'm rattling on here, Alan, but, but you know, our, our diet is so terrible. I can't even begin. <laughs> the monsters that come up with making this food were only flavor and not nutrition. This is why we have the pandemic, almost a global pandemic of, of, of disease. We should, you know, as we said before, Alan, God created us to be perfect. Your creator didn't create an imperfect. Then that says God's imperfect because we were created in God's perfect image. Well, then the, my God's obese and, and depressed and, and he's cut. The, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's just we've stepped way aside from that, don't you think? Well, you, you make the uh, the comparison to you know zombies and we, we are all just walking around like a, a bunch of zombies, you know, zoned in mm -hmm. on you know, feel good, feel good, mm -hmm. must eat. You know. <laughs> Obedient in their servitude to the food, uh, American food gods. But you're, we're malnourished, which we are turning into zombies, and we're in denial. We think that everything oh, wouldn't be on TV or, or in the newspaper if it was bad. What do you mean? That's the worst stuff. You know, I always tell people if it's advertised on national TV, then don't buy it because it's been pretty much bought up by the big companies that do all this stuff. And look, I'm one of a bazillion people speaking out on the, the toxicity of the American food supply. So it's not like this is brand new news. But that's why we want our listeners to understand all this stuff. And so all of this bad food you know, brings us back around to, you know, well, what does it do to us? And I know, you know one of the things that is at the root of all of these different diseases, arthritis, can't, mm -hmm. I mean, all of all of these Rooted. diseases is Absolutely. inflammation. Exactly. And the inflammation, uh, as you know, you've talked about, is is largely nutritional. Yeah, exactly. Or the, la or the or lack, lack of, of nutrition. <laughs> yeah, your body's screaming. Pain and disease is your body screaming in protest and trying to get your attention. You know. It's nature's way of telling you something wrong was a song in the 60s here. But, you know, it's still considered pretty much hokum by the, the Western medical model. Whereas naturopaths regard your blood's pH, we're talking about your pH level, which which defines whether you're acid or alkaline, it is like an ex exceedingly important message, you know, a measure of our health, Alan. You know, re research confirms the use of a urine pH. Generally, they'll say that's about the most accurate instead of saliva. In the morning, first thing as an indicator of the dietary acid alkaline load. So in other words, if your body is too acidic and your arthritis is screaming, diet modifications are in order, I would say, Alan. pH strips, anybody can get them. All you have to do is go to your local pharmacy or your health food store, and you can easily, instantly find out. And then that's the tool you need to take charge. You know, if you eat sugar the day before, you're going to be acid today. Or if you drink a little lemon juice and have some vinegar, a little tea drink, but then 24 hours, your next urine sample will show that you're in the range of a healthy, which is between, I think, uh, like uh, 
like six two or six three and, and and seven, a little over seven. It can be too high. You can actually be too alkaline. So, so we've established why the acidity is bad for you. The, the inflammation causes all of the wide variety of different things. So, what sort of things do we need to eat to help fix this? Because I mean, it's all there in nature. All of these things we can find in the things that we can eat or you know conversely the bad things that change it in the direction that we don't want it exactly to. but all of those things are the things that you find you know in boxes mm -hmm. in, you know, yeah in <laughs> the interior of the grocery store so if we're looking more towards the produce and the, the good food well then what can we find that's going to help us out i agree that's a very good question alan first of all you can go and google and find out what's acid and alkaline. Only reason I'm saying that is because the list is really, really long. Um, there are some fruits and vegetables that can be acidic. We just don't, you know, we just need to learn. So you can't just make a blind assumption here. But anyway, acidic foods like apple cider vinegar, lemon juice, and baking soda and raw honey, ironically, are surprisingly alkaline forming. So we want to put those in the list of the good things, okay? What we want to stay away from is refined sugar, processed carbs, dairy, and meat that create an acidic environment in our holy temple. So we look at our junk food diet, so it's no wonder all of America's on fire. And so by addressing one simple issue, having two little beverages a day, a little lemon juice in the milk, and lemon juice and warm water in the morning, real lemon juice, and this tea that we're going to provide the recipe for, which I think you're going to be drinking quite well, I, a bit. I, I'm, I'm interested in this, but yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> In a little but two little things like that can make an enormous shift in the direction of your health. It may not start off instantly, just little things, Alan, little things. Well, you've had personal experience with this. You've done this. What, the acid alkaline? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We're, we're, we're just obsessed with it right now. I say obsessed, but there's a healthy obsession. <laughs> so so tell me what your, your daily routine is. Well, absolutely. Well, my goal, our goal, Sandy, and my goal was to get off statin drugs. That's because when I learned inflammation was more of a, of a heart attack cause than high cholesterol, that I started focusing on that. And I didn't want the side effects of the statin. So that was our motivation. So we started figuring out ways to try to get in our diet. We'd get that yellow powder and throw it in stuff and think if I put a lot of turmeric in the rice dish and make it really yellow, that'll be really good. Well, no, that's not so true, you know. Um, Not that it's bad for you. Though. Well, no, but but like if you're on Coumadin and a blood thinner, by the way, if anybody out there is taking a, uh, a, a blood thinner, then turmeric has a profound effect on your your body's uh, clotting, whether it's, it's either going to make it thinner or thicker, like greens have an effect on So you can't go, some of us can go crazy, but no, more is not necessarily better. Um, but we look for a beverage. Am I answering your question now? Am yeah, I, I'm no, like getting way no, off base. No, no, you're, 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 you're I'm going an old right. hippie, man. My brain kind of wanders sometimes. Yeah. You know? um, but we just started working little by little. We just kind of stumbled on this and stumbled on that. And then we found a, a recipe where you just kind of brewed a little tea. And you, oh, well, I think I can take that because I want to do, do all these things. I want to do apple cider vinegar. I want to do, then I learned about honey making my body alkaline. And I learned about all things. I've, I've got to come up with a master cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was on a mission and boy, it started out rough. And I was taking the ginger, I had fresh ginger in it too. And I, I grate the ginger and you know, nick, nick my uh, fingers on the grater, you know, and I get the lemon out. And boy, I have to tell you, by the time I was done for two cups of tea, it took me like a half an hour. So I started getting smarter and figured it out and got in a rhythm. And so every night we figured out we would make this um, 
I would get uh, a couple mugs out and I would put the apple cider vinegar in there. So I didn't want to get it too hot because it's a living thing. It breathes. It's alive. It's got the mother in it. And then I would make this little brew of turmeric. And so anyway, we find we'll, we'll give you the recipe later. But we finally figured out that if I do this right and I got it down a rhythm and, and in 15 minutes, I've got this beautiful concoction that as a good husband that I am, I always have a waiting for my wife when she comes home every day because she goes to work and I stay at home. So I do the laundry, by the way. This is a plug for you, honey. I do the laundry. I cook. <laughs> I fold certain pieces of laundry. But anyway, so every night when she comes in, we first thing we put in our stomach. We try not to eat too close to that because we you know, apple cider vinegar, honey, uh, turmeric, uh, ginger, and, and and a little bit of cayenne. And so by the time you've got it done, it's quite yellow and quite delicious. And we drink this every night before we have our dinner, and then we let her go in there. And by golly. We get up and, and, and do that litmus paper, and it's like, we're almost kind of getting cocky about it, you know? It's, <laughs> it's kind of easy, you know? But, you know, getting somebody said to me, oh, I can't drink you know, apple cider vinegar. I hear this all the time. You know, I say, hey, you were a kid once. You ever do shots of whiskey? Oh, yeah. Well, and I just go, well, <laughs> what's the difference? You just don't try to think of a reason not to. Try to create enough reason to want to. Well, and you're not drinking just straight no, Apple but that's, that's where they instantly go. Oh, I can't drink straight vinegar. Although I, 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 I do know some people who do. but Yeah, you, there are some people who can. Yeah, you had mentioned, though, that the vinegar has has something that you refer to as the mother in it. Yeah, it's interesting, um, isn't it? So what what is that? Well, it's like if everybody's ever made kombucha, there's a scoby, a, a starter, you know. And so and our grandparents used to make this stuff. They used to make their own vinegar. Now we have vinegar that's already just processed. And it's just liquid, you know, distilled and all this stuff. But it's actually vinegar is, is a living breathing. It's actually this, these alive vinegars. They're living vinegars, they're called. They're actually probiotic. So there's actually living microbes in there. That, that's the key. You just can't go out and buy a jug of, of uh, commercial grocery store apple cider vinegar that's clear as a whistle. And, you know, it doesn't have that, that gift. Got to admit, the other day at the health food store, Alan, I saw three different brands. Now, Bragg's was they're the yeah, that's they're, one, that's the most famous one. Well, they started the health or, food, or the best best known one. I should yeah. say. Yeah. Well, they were the originators of kind of the health food health food movement back in the early seventies. Uh, they were quite famous uh, and really did a lot to kind of launch the the path. But I've seen um, Eden brand, and there's a, I saw a couple. So it's, it's getting easier to find this stuff. It's a little pricey, a little more expensive. But if, if you see the word distilled on, on your <coughs> vinegar, the word distilled on your vinegar is probably not no, what you're looking good, for. No, probably make a good salad dressing or put in your, your rinse cycle and you wash. <laughs> yeah, it's good for cleaning. Uh, exactly, yeah. Vinegar is not a bad thing. It's just when we process it and try to make it a little more shelf stable. But, anyway. but yeah, but that doesn't, you know, it, it, it's like you said, that's not bad. It's just that's not the kind of vinegar that we're looking for. No. For this purpose, no, huh? No. So if you want to get the real thing, just, it's out there, folks. I, I don't know any. I saw I saw a mountain of it in our local grocery store. They had it on sale, the big bottles for four ninety nine, mm -hmm. and you know, so always shake it up too because you'll see it settles in the bottom, and that's where the good stuff is. So make sure you give it a good, a good shake. So get your exercise for the day. So acid alkaline, yeah, we, we're like an acid festival. Most of us are really on fire inside, you know, and and, and boy, you know, it's just in a Time magazine did a cover. Oh gosh, I don't know, ten years ago, where and, and no one paid attention, but on the cover it says, "Had flames licking up the front of the of the Time magazine," and it said, "Inflammation, the silent killer." So we've known about this for a long, long time, 
But you know, we deny ourselves food. We eat everything but, and it's not that I blame people. I think we've been so programmed, like I said earlier, a society is like a cat following a laser beam, you know? <laughs> oh, this is interesting. Oh, this is interesting. Instead of just realizing that all we really need is to eat from earth and, and, and feed our body what, what God intended it to consume in order for it to be the perfect image of God, you know? Absolutely. So one of the, the best known inflammation afflictions oh, yeah. is, is arthritis oh, yeah. you know, in, mm-hmm. in the joints and I mean, mm-hmm. that's you know, by so definition originals, what, yeah that's what you know by definition arthritis is um and that's one of the main places that we we see arthritis um but it seems like you showed me some numbers that arthritis is mm-hmm. associated with a lot of other things too mm-hmm. so you know, let, let's talk about arthritis you know as far as all this goes here well, you know, my dearest achy, breaky, pill-popping pals in this, in, this, in the shadow of an opioid crisis, you deserve delicious relief, I think. You know, inflamed Americans, Alan, they limp and hobble under the erroneous belief that arthritis is a natural part of aging. God's will! Oh, thank God. God no. won't. No, <laughs> yeah, there you go. God won't. Beautiful. Again, we've been kind of hornswoggled, you know, because millions agonize unnecessarily. Uh, due to some really, really bogus, not so erudite medical advice, um, you know, in the slime of low-grade foods that ooze from the Western diet, and, and that's kind of but we 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 tenaciously hold on to our right to eat all the bad food that's actually making us sick. It's, you know, when you see it on TV and you think, "Gosh, these people are eating the same food that's killing them," they're they're digging it, <laughs> like. What? It's like a drug addict that won't get off the drugs because I need my next hit. Yeah. But you can't blame them, Alan, because, you know, it's just, it, it, the whole diet is addictive. They've made it. So they've told us this food's okay. And yeah, it's good Americans. God bless America. I fought for the war. Blah, 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 blah. This has got to be healthy. Well, that's a bunch of poop. We all know that they don't care about whether it's nutritious anymore. But, but we are clinging on to this Western diet that's actually causing, oh my gosh, 53 million adults now have doctor-diagnosed arthritis. And that number is expected to grow to 67 million by 2030. That's astounding. Not to mention the ones who just have the aches and pains that haven't been diagnosed. Well, yeah, well, exactly. Earlier, they attributed it to anything but, you know, that Diet Coke they're holding in their hand and they're complaining about their arthritis. Ah, the world's so full of irony. Almost 300,000 babies, kids, and teens have arthritis or, you know, rheumatic uh, um, condition. And that's Ar- getting worse and worse all the time. All, all the time. And, we, you know, you, gotta, you can't, if your body is inflamed all the time, but from your food choices, um, and again, it's not their fault, then it's going to happen. Arthritis is the number one cause in America uh, for disability. 57% of adults with heart disease have arthritis. Tie in there. 52% of all adults with diabetes have arthritis. You see in the picture we're painting here. 44% of adults with high blood pressure have arthritis. <laughs> and then 36% of adults who are obese have arthritis. So, I mean, you, you see that that, arthri- that inflammation is not only tied in with, with arthritis, but most major degenerative diseases. I mean, that's more than a coincidence. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, we all know that. We all know that. I mean, depopulation has been a big issue, and it's, everybody's talking about it openly right now. Hell, I was watching a TV show from this uh, um, uh, movie channel today, and back in the 1700s, they were, I was sitting there going, I did a double take. They were talking about, they were in England, and you know they're talking about depopulation because there's not enough food for the people. So, so it's not a new concept. 
you know, reducing the population. I think just very unique measures have been put in place that are in your face, right in your face, you know, but we, we can't see it because we're sound asleep. We're not awakening to the truth. And that's, uh, but you know, there's a lot of things in the food business, uh, food uh, family that trigger arthritic pain. Did you know that? So what are they? Well, they would be things like the food in the nightshade families. Okay, so if so you like put an umbrella, yeah, if you put an umbrella over that, yeah, eggplant, tomatoes, peppers, white potatoes. Oh my gosh, all I can hear favorite. all of the Midwest screaming, "No, not my potatoes!" You know, no, no, um, me, no, not my peppers. <laughs> yeah, my peppers too. Yeah, exactly. Especially my hot peppers. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And they and and white potatoes. They came. They contain something called solanine, which interferes with the enzymes in your muscles, causing agony and threaten and uh, neighboring joints and all that. Now, when you add red meats, egg yolks, and dairy and wheat, gluten, corn, corn syrup, sugar, flour, processed foods, and booze to the list, you, then you're adding, then that's pretty much the American diet. And these are all inflammatory foods that we, we take. They're being so normalized. We think it's okay. Folks, it's just, it's time to wake up because we're sound asleep. This is what I mean. We're just not seeing the truth because we're so, we're so programmed. And that's true. I mean, we talked about programming last week. Uh, people with rheumatoid, um, this is especially true for individuals with rheumatoid arthritis. Um, the wheat, the gluten and wheat, the oats and the barley and rye, it can be real troublemakers, Alan. So, you know, it's, it's, while we're eating that wonderful crusty bread and we're, we're wrecked with rheumatoid arthritis, it's because we've been trained. We have not been told these things make money for a lot of people. These products, we understand the American economy is a very, we must support it, I understand. But we're trading off our health by eating, we're turning our, we're giving our health into the hands of a total stranger who doesn't really give two hoots. Well, and, and there's a big difference in contributing to the American economy mm. where you know, it's all coming from factories and mass produced. Mm -hmm. When, if you look at a more local scale, it's all happening right here in, in, in our backyard. Oh, right in front of uh, your but, face. but not the yeah. bad stuff. Not, I don't mean the bad stuff's happening in our backyard. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you can find the solution right here in our your own backyard. Mm -hmm. Because when you're buying the things that have been mass produced, the, the giant farms that have all of the pesticides mm -hmm. and you know the all the, the various things mm -hmm. that, that they have to do to to grow on that scale. Yep. Um, and you know, it's it's not necessarily their fault that they're doing. It. I mean that they to do it at you that know, scale. Well, they, they have. They I, have I to totally do understand. That. And that that's their, that's what they always defend it with. But this is why we need to support our local farms, exactly. our farmers markets, the local mom and pa. They were the backbone. They built America. And the Industrial Revolution crushed the family farm and turned them into oblivion. They brought a big machinery and they started pulverizing and playing God over the foods and all this stuff. And then in the meantime, we start suffering. We become less than whole. And now we're like, we've gotten to the walking zombies, you know. But we can change this, Alan, by supporting local use, like you say. That's why our local, oh, I just love my local people. They're oh, awesome. Thank goodness for all of the local farmers markets. I oh, mean, thank here, you. here and everywhere. I mean, you, don't, you can't go anywhere without know, finding a farmer's market. Uh, and, and not just for the foods, but for the products that they make yeah. from, from yeah. everything local. And it's it's a fantastic it's a community every, i love i'm in the middle of farmer market season i'm doing one every saturday now and you know it starts off kind of slow people and then pretty soon by the end of the day you're hugging you're loving you're shaking hands you're seeing old friends you're meeting your community and so you, you talk about you know the community at the farmer's markets and that, i mean i think that's an important point 
that Love it. I mean, when you're part of a community and, and not so much you, know, you and bringing things in from you know, who knows where, mm-hmm. uh, you, you become part of that community and suddenly it, it all becomes more important, not just the food, but then the people. Mm-hmm. And the, when you interact like that, how you feel about yourself becomes more important and how you feel about others. And and it it all radiates that way. Mm -hmm. And it it becomes a living, growing thing. So it it starts with the food and the the food grows the community, Mm -hmm. not as... Not just the individuals in the community, but the you know, the whole community mm-hmm. you know, as a group, and Happy it just people. it just spreads from there, from community to mm-hmm. you know further communities. That's the way and, it does. That's why we, if we focus on us and the rest of the world, we know is messed up. We need, need we need to start right here with us. Well, and, and before you know it, you've changed the world. Exactly. It starts at the dinner table. You know, peace on earth. We've said many times, it starts with that vitamin pill on a plate we eat every night, and then because a happy, if you're healthy, you're happy. If you're happy then your family's happy. And then like you say, it's like ripples in the pond. Everything just kind of goes out and out. And that's how we change the world. Sure. I mean, it's, it's you know, Maslow's Pyramid says that you, know, you take care of your most basic needs. And once you have that nutrition met, then you can you know, go up the scale of the pyramid and become self-actualizing, become more loving. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's it. And, and it's suddenly not just about you, but, mm-hmm. but it starts with you and you, wow. you you have to love yourself well, you to start that. with self you said self-esteem a while ago you already mentioned this and that's beautiful i think this is perfect this is perfect but it, it, you by eating that way you you feel better about yourself you said it earlier sure which leads to what you just said self-esteem it's beautiful i mean you know it really ties in you when you feel healthy when you feel when you feel crappy obviously you're not that's not going to radiate out that's negative you well know? It, it is going to radiate out but in negative in wrong, ways. In the wrong way, yeah. I mean, every, everything, all energy radiates in, in one way or another. I love that energy field around us. I'm I mean, whoop, whoop, whoop. I well, I mean, they, they, they've measured, scientists have measured oh, absolutely. the energy radiating. I mean, oh, yeah. from you know, your thoughts, you can be measured oh, from what, six or eight inches absolutely. from, from your, your, I mean, the, know, the energy that that, that's, that's generated, not your thoughts themselves, but, uh, but the ed- energy radiated from your heart mm-hmm. can be measured eight, nine feet away. Oh, absolutely. Oh, the heart, the heart, uh, heart math uh, uh, website. Go to Heart Math Institute sometimes, folks, and some amazing science, you know. But you know, John Lennon, what did he say? Radiate everything you are, because you do, whether you know it or not. You know, when you walk into a room, um, I walk into a room, if, if we, are, we are always on, our energy is always out, and you know people feel you sometimes. I know, I've walked into places and I was given a guided meditation one night and, and at, a, at a church, and, and I remember they telling me that when I walked in, because I, I focus on my I focus on my love. When you what you focus on gains power, so if you focus on love, it, then you're going to ramp up that energy of love. I love crystals. I have, I have a lot of crystals around me because those are like amplifiers of, of whatever I'm emanating. So. They said when I walked in the room, they actually felt it. And I thought, yeah, I'd love it. You know, because everybody can do that. You can do that. You can do that. Dogs, everybody can do it. All God's children can do it. It's just that we have to focus on the power that we have. And that's what eating this way frees you and gives you the power to stay healthy, to keep your information down, to to connect with all it is. That, to me, is the food connection right there. When when you're more of a whole person, everything just kind of falls in there. Well, I mean, the food that you put in your body reflects in the energy that you're able to radiate into the world if you put in good energy yeah then you're able to produce mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're putting out this better is energy this is perfect this is perfect what a setup which is because 
because this is why we eat closer to earth because the energy of that food is a higher vibrational frequency and then when we eat that food we have a higher so when we eat the dead food this is what i'm trying to say when we eat dead food we become dead we lower our vibe we lower our energy level but when we eat this food that's full of nature's energy just warm from god's son and mother earth and gaia's nurturing it when we eat that then that's what creates health and that's what a plant-based diet is all about which is kind of the fun you know the foundation of this show is oh, that's, people that's, to, that's what it's all about it's, yeah. a, it's about the food specifically plant-based food it's about the faith, or if you prefer, spirituality, mm-hmm. um, and you put that together, I mean, it's it's a recipe to be a more mindful person and, and a more whole. Become that unique, beautiful person that you are. It's in there. We've been we've been held. We're like a cork. We've been held underwater for a long time. It's about time for us to come on the top and become who we really are, but we, it's, no one's going to do it for you. There's nobody going to ride in on a big horse and swoop you up and make everything. It's all comes from you. And then that's where it all starts. You are responsible for you and no one else. Mm-hmm. Just, just be the light. Just be you because everyone else is taken. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> I don't, no I don't time to be a schizophrenic I, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we are not schizophrenic. <laughs> well, speak. Oh, I'll speak for myself. Well, uh, no. <laughs> I was speaking for myself. Oh, no. Oh, it's, I think we maybe need to wrap this up here. <laughs> So, well, you know, book sales are doing well. I'm, I'm selling a lot of books lately, Alan. And you have a new one getting new ready one to come out. out. Yeah, 4.0 should be out in about a month and a half. I'm, I'm almost almost ready to give it to the editor for one final look-see. So keep an eye out for that. To find the, the books that are there, go to your website, which is? Chefwindle.com. There's lots of fun stuff on there. So go there. Go find, the out more, link. Yep. find out so much more about what, what Chef Wendell has to offer and, yeah. and, and what all of this plant-based eating and eating right now can can do for you and, and how to how to know, live right now <laughs> and how to take your next steps so well say goodbye to our beautiful souls <laughs> we know we didn't say the word fiber today did we oh wait fiber all right we didn't say the word fiber but anyway listen folks our health and happiness this is some of your choices and we're giving you information to gain control and live right now We sincerely hope you like what you heard and you'll look for us on iTunes and Stitcher. Maybe even leave a comment for us and join us next time as we talk about ways that you can live right now.